Thanks for joining us today for the Anchor Daily. We are reading through the books of Acts, learning about the early church and the unstoppable power of the gospel. Listen close as we dive deep into Luke's and Paul's accounts. Hey, Bethel family. This is Brooks, one of the pastors here at Bethel. I'd like you to do something with me. Can you think back to when you were in grade school, maybe middle school? I'm recording this in June, and it's just a few days before the school year ends for many students. Can you remember the anticipation you felt as the school days drew to an end and summer vacation inched closer? For many of us, we can remember how those last few days moved slower than the dial-up internet connection in the 90s. Now, can you remember how fast those summer days seemed to go by? In middle school, I took full advantage of the Pacific Northwest late summer sun and played outside with my friends until it was dark. I loved those times. Maybe you can relate, because when you look back on those times, you realize how fleeting they were. Time marches on, and while we may feel like it slows down or speeds up, it always just keeps going. Our days might be full, or they might be empty. They might be enjoyable or they might be miserable, but everyone's days just keeps marching on. What does this have to do with the passage we're reading today? 1 Corinthians chapters 7 through 9, our writer Paul wants us to look at life through a certain lens, one that does not come naturally for us. Chapters 7, 8, and 9 talk about very earthly things like marriage, being unmarried, eating food, laboring for money. Well, we could dissect the small meanings of Paul's instructions around singleness or marriage or what constitutes as, quote, meat sacrificed to idols, unquote, in today's culture. I want to read one sentence that I think encapsulates all of Paul's arguments in these chapters. 1 Corinthians 7, chapters 20, or verses 29 through 31 says this, This is what I mean, brothers. The appointed time has grown very short. From now on, Let those who have wives live as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no goods, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it, for the present form of this world is passing away. Wait, is Paul saying it's good to have a wife or it's good to be single? Is he saying that if we were married, that we should treat our spouses like we weren't even married or that we should live in the world but not be bound by the rules of the world? This is kind of a confusing passage, but there's some worldview gold in here if we can unpack it. While the verse says the present form of this world is passing away, Paul certainly does not mean that this world is passing away because, well, here we are 2,000 years later, and as far as I can tell, the world is still here, right? No, Paul means that the form of this world the day-to-day affairs of this life, the things that we attend to, the events that take up our calendar and occupy our time and our mind, they are not eternal. Even things like marriage, eating, and working, it is not eternal. I believe that when we look at the things of this world, the things that Paul writes about in his letter to the Corinthians, what we find is that our desires for the things of this world are not too strong, but they're actually too weak. I believe that we actually have far too little concern and understanding about the things of this world while God wants to give us a much higher and better view of how our lives engage in a temporary world. You see, 
One of the purposes of Paul's letter to the Corinthians is to encourage his readers to rightly order their daily affairs in light of the ultimately important fact that Jesus will return. He does this because our temptation is to attend to non-eternal things as if they had eternal value. The correction is not to completely neglect the earthly things, but rather to engage in them in a way that does not dominate or control our hearts or desires. If you took stock of your desires, maybe you're like me and might honestly assess that there are some desires in your heart that overtake your desire for Christ. This should not be so. And that is what Paul means when he says that we should not deal with this world as though we were not dealing with it. This should not be so. That is what Paul means when he says that we should deal with this world as though we were not dealing with it. Our desires in this world should not overtake our desires for Jesus. Do you have an exquisite wife or husband? Be careful not to let his or her beauty overtake the beauty of Christ. Do you have an incredible freedom in singleness? Be careful not to let that freedom overtake the freedom you have in Jesus. Do you have a fulfilling career or family life? Be watchful that the contentment you receive from those things does not replace the fulfillment you receive by knowing that you are justified in Jesus Christ. There's a lot of instruction that goes on in chapters 7 through 9, but maybe this question helps sum it up for us. With what lens do you view this world? Okay, think back to those summer days in middle school. Remember how fast they tended to go by? Or perhaps summer isn't your thing, but you can reminisce about a great vacation or an especially enjoyable time in your life. How long did it last? Friends, it would be unwise for us to live our entire lives for one summer or one vacation in the sun because it's here and then it's gone. Likewise, it is unwise for us to give eternal value to things of this earth that are not eternal. May God give us grace to be married like those who are not married to mourn like those who do not mourn, and to live in this world as those who do not ultimately live in this world. Thanks for joining us today. Listen tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's Word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so, because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like a chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you can find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together.